Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. If you'd like to listen to more of LPJ and Sphinx, make sure to check out Last Action Podcast, where they discuss action movies. If you're looking for more Matric, check out twitch.tv slash matriconstage. That's M-A-T-R-I-K. You can also check out his work on YouTube, and that's Matric on Stage there as well. For more of myself... Craig WK, you can listen to podcasts like The Legend of Retro and Noiseland Arcade. If you're interested in supporting Noobs and Dragons, you can go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media, where you can pay $5 a month for access to Behind the DM Screen, our behind-the-scenes monthly special. This show wouldn't be possible without our patron support. Thank you. Welcome back to Noobs and Dragons. Hannibal Demonbreaker, Alice Alsamila, and Thelonious Bloodbane. The three of you are within Pox Moradon, Lair of the Abyss devoted to cannibalism. Steaming jungles surround you while you stand at the sort of the base of this peninsula that leads to a lake of acid. So to your back is bubbling acid that has this horrible acrid smell. Uh, to your right from where you're at right now looking is this giant pile of desiccated bodies that are mostly been picked apart. Dead demons lie in this field. The armor of Endless Night has been basically split in twain as uh, uh, X319 had been slain earlier by Murdoch when you had finished defeating him. Uh, the sword that he had used is, you know, lying amidst the pile of the, the armor of Endless Night. And from out of the steaming jungles of poisonous plants steps a rather odd-looking humanoid who seems to be part elven part draconic and part demon and has the voice of x319 anavel bloodbane has been reborn in the abyss because when someone dies and they are evil and chaotic their soul goes to the infinite layers of the abyss and what a coincidence he was already here. Makes for fast traveling. How do you enjoy my new form, investigators? It seems like you've had to see me in multiple forms throughout your stay in this city. You are a master of disguise. <laughs> Real quick, I mean, are we really investigators anymore? I feel like we kind of solved everything, right? Just saying. Yeah. Then I will congratulate you as successful investigators. Uh, all right. I guess that's okay. 
I, I just wanted to state the fact. I mean, you know. No, congratulations are indeed in order, <laughs> investigator. You've done well. Why don't you call me by my name? You know, we're fellow family. What, you want to call me Thelonious? Annabelle? Why, while I am indeed a member of the Bloodbane family, it was only because of the machinations of Laszlo von Drakovich. I was born an elf. Fair enough. Yeah. But it's way cooler being a dragonborn, isn't it? Or whatever mixture of things you were. Are. Are? Are you alive again? Looks like it, huh? Alive is not entirely the word I would use, investigator. I am reborn as a demon. Yeah, sorry about that. Look, we tried our hardest not to kill you, but... Murdoch didn't exactly give us much of an option, and look, man, we did what we could. I uh, are you being genuine when you say that? Yeah, no, hundred percent. Okay, it was part uh, of the deal. We as tried. a DM, I have to ask. Yeah. Uh, Annabelle merely nods and says, "Well, you did do your best, and I suppose, given all things considered, traveling to this horrible dimension." Yeah, I would say that you've certainly kept up your end of the bargain as best you could. So, what can we do for you? Like, what? Do you, what's going on? Well, my next agenda is this, and he kind of tugs on one of the spectral chains that binds the spirits above him. All I need to do is devour their souls, and I'll have power on my way to demon prince status demon prince that's a you know so who would you be taking uh, taking the throne from well i assume i'll go find a, an unprotected layer of the abyss and then gather my power and forces there i don't plan on being a small time player in the abyss yeah, you've always had lofty goals. That is definitely definitely true. Indeed. And he smiles real big. Uh, if you guys want, you can roll insight. 15. 18. 24. Uh, all three of you can tell. Annabelle Bloodbane was kind of, you know, changed beyond his control when he was experimented on by Laszlo von Dracovich. He certainly still seems to have his megalomania where he desires power. His goal, as he stated, is to devour the souls of all the people that X319 ate. And so that would include uh, Zoff Reveris. That would include uh, uh, Miss Galestar, the barmaid. That would include, well, Flat Chimarazon, maybe that's not so big of a deal. But it would also include uh, uh, K-Balka Fuddle, Vivian, and, of course, Alizontalus Everwinter. So you want to, you want to, you need to devour all these people? Not just, like, one of them would make you happy enough? Well, the way I look at it is, is when it comes to the souls of decent people demons can devour them and gain some power 
But what if I was to devour the man named Alizontalus Everwinner? He yeah, what... slew demons in life. A good and just person. I think that kind of person would give me a great boon to my abilities down here. As so... opposed to someone like Flack who is physically insanely strong? Yeah. That is how the soul works, Alice. So, are you, like, asking our permission? I mean, if you can do this, why haven't you done so already? I thought that I would greet you first. It was something I figured I owed you after all the trouble you went to, Hannibal. Well, about these souls, like, couldn't they end up elsewhere? Somewhere a little bit happier than this godforsaken place? Or are they stuck down here now? Uh, roll, uh, uh, well, there's two, uh, well, first off, roll persuasion for me. Me? Yeah, you. That would be a 19. I, let's see, does he know? And Annabelle sort of looks at you kind of funny. He says, Thelonious, these souls are currently in the abyss. They are bound to me because that is the horrid way that they died. But it does not necessarily mean they're stuck here. Though they won't exist for long after I eat them. Well... That, that, that's not that's not great, right? I mean, you've already tortured these people once by I mean, you, you ate them. You really want to do that again? You know, some of these were were pretty good people. You don't you don't need them down here. You had made your persuasion check before, uh, Thelonious. Uh, but he kind of just looks at you sideways. Alice, is there anything you'd like to say or add or make a check on? Uh, can I make a check to see if I know what happens? What, like, what should happen to the souls? Sure. If, uh, religion check. What would that be? Yep, religion. religion. Okay. Uh, 17. With a 17, the souls of the dead, uh, once someone dies, are free to go to whatever dimension they belong in. Most souls sort of don't get claimed by any dimension and just sort of fade out and vanish into the far realm. They just sort of go off into the great beyond. Uh, souls that are uh, evil will end up either in the nine hells of Eled or they'll end up in the infinite layers of the abyss. If they're chaotic, they go to the abyss. If they're lawful and evil, they go to the Nine Hells, which is the dimension of devils. If they're good, and they would be claimed by a good god, you think somebody like Alizontalus, who went out of his way to train in his life to fight demons, would likely end up in one of the, you know, the among the astral sea, uh, along with a good god, one of the heavens, essentially. Okay. So it boils down to he wants to eat these souls for power. We probably don't want him to do that because then those souls are lost forever. 
Yes, if he devours their souls, they do not exist in any capacity. Uh, also, uh, Alice, uh, make me a perception check. Uh, 24. You feel a hand clasp your shoulder softly, and you turn around, and you don't see anyone there, but you have a feeling that Aldaria, his soul likely is not, he wasn't eaten by X319, so his soul isn't bound to Anavel, but you think that his father being bound to Anavel means that he isn't exactly, you know, free. Hannibal, uh, what would you like to make a check on, say, do? What would you like? Um, so how would we release these souls if we, if we wanted to? I'm not saying we want to yet. How would we go about releasing these souls? Like what, what's, what exactly is on the table here is what I'm questioning. Well, make a religion check and I can tell you more unless you want to ask uh specifically ask Annabelle about this, but I figure this is just you curious about how this works. I'm curious how this works. Let me do the sure. let me do the religion check first, and then if I feel like asking questions, I may I, I may have to do so. Absolutely. Alright, so my religion check was a twelve. Wait, yes, twelve. With a twelve, you think that uh these souls are indeed bound to Annabelle, but you think that they could they are they are at the currently at the whims of Annabelle. You think they could be freed by Annabelle to go to their rightful places? He could devour them, or you could, by force, likely break the chains that bind them. We could also convince him, potentially, to just free them. I mean, yeah, if he willingly let them go, then sure. All right. All right. Well, so I share this with the two of them. You whisper amongst yourselves, and I imagine you share all the info, each of you now. Yeah. Yep. All right. So, yeah. guys, I, I mean, we can't. We can't let him eat all these souls, right? Why? No. I was okay with Flack. Right. <laughs> what did We're you okay just say? That. Did you just what? say why? Yeah. I mean, look. They don't most deserve most to be. This, look at this god awful place. They don't. They, they're, they're, they're already made stuck here. They're going to be, if they get eaten, right, they just blink out of existence, right? They cease to exist. Right. So there's nothing left of them. And then along with that, some of them are just going to fade away anyway, right? Uh, Potentially. They go to the far realm or something. They might float in space. I don't know. But either uh, way, should we really be the ones to judge this afterlife? I mean, they didn't deserve to be down here to begin with. That's, a, are, that's a fair point. That's true. But but who are Maybe we? Did. Who so, are we to say he should or shouldn't eat those people? Well, we have. We're here. I guess that's that's why we have a say. I, we're we're at this spot right now to make the call. If you would like know. to know more about the afterlife when it comes to like souls that aren't claimed by the gods. Uh, you can make a religion check, though it is quite a bit more difficult to know what happens to souls that are, you know, not claimed by gods. Uh, 19 on religion. Alice, you don't know for sure, but you have heard that there are some theories that profess that this universe is made of the souls of the dead like it the souls of the dead bind this universe so souls that are claimed by gods 
go to, you know, a place where they're, you know, honored for eternity and help the gods in their, you know, un or in their afterlife and maybe become angels. Uh, but, you know, uh, uh, when it comes to regular people's souls, you think that they have a place in this cosmos. Whether it's an important place or not is another matter. That's, you know, a little outside of your uh, knowledge. But, you know, you, you think that it's not... Becoming nothing, ceasing to exist, isn't exactly a great fate by any stretch. All right. So I, I share that. Yeah, I, I, we've come this far. We've done all this work. Now we're just going to say that the souls belong to nothingness for eternity. I feel like we're shortchanging our overall mission here, right? All right. No, that's fair. All right. So well, let me ask you this then, guys. Okay. What do we know about... Like so, so essentially, let's try to convince Annabel then to release these souls. Let's try to do it that way first. Make it, make him make it his choice. Is there something, some way that he can obtain the power he wants without devouring these souls? Well, do we still give him? To start. Do we still give him flack? <laughs> yeah, he can have flack. He can totally have flack. That might. I mean, I'm I'm willing to turn help. my back and whatever happens happens. Yeah, he can have flack, and I don't know. Wasn't what's his name a bad guy too? Wasn't Zoff kind of a bad guy too? Eventually, uh, no, Zoff was uh, uh, an unwitting pawn to Laszlo von Drakovich, but he himself wasn't a bad person. He was a a spouse, and you know. All right, that's yeah. fair. All right, but Flack's an asshole. All right, so he could definitely have Flack. We just need to persuade him that Flack is a good starting point, and while he's here, he could devour other souls. Right? He can still reach this princehood or whatever he keeps wanting to be how does that work uh demon uh demon lords are demons that are incredibly powerful usually ancient and so usually it takes a long time to reach that level of power for demons uh but they uh they you know slay and fight and gain power gain followers and finally, when they rule over an entire layer of an abyss, like in this case, Azadon does with Pax Moradon, then at that point, they, you know, are a demon prince and they are just, you know, they, they can like rival God's powers, essentially. So is he competing with Azadon? That's what he wants to do, essentially? You'd have to ask him. I don't know if I want to know He'd be answer. on the same... He'd be on the same level as Azadon, if I'm understanding this correctly, yeah. but De in a different dimension. De Demons are, they don't get along exceedingly well. They follow each other out of fear or, yeah, basically fear. Like fear and desire for their own power and to usurp the power of others. Like, they, they you know, they, they're not going to willingly follow each other because they're just a, a, a you know, a, a force of chaos, essentially. Ooh, is there a way for us to give him Murdoch's soul? You're not or sure where Alice. You're not sure where Murdoch's soul is, and you're not sure where Pyralis's soul is. Uh, mm. If you want, uh, you can feasibly roll uh, some checks on that. But uh, uh, you also notice that uh, Annavel seems to be getting impatient off to the side as you guys whisper amongst <laughs> each other. All right, let's do the rolls real quick to see where those souls are. That's a bargaining chip for us, too. 
What kind of role would it be? Uh, there's an arcana, t- uh, uh, arcana on the table as well as uh, religion. I'll take arcana. Yeah, it doesn't matter to me. I'm bad at both. I got 17 for religion. Uh, 25 on arcana. Uh, also a 17 for either arcana or religion. Doesn't really matter. With a 25, Pyralis was undead. You're not 100% sure that her, like, what's going on with her soul. You would presume that her soul still exists somewhere, but you're not sure where it would go. If she was indeed a lich, her soul will find its way back to its phylactery. Uh, Yeah, liches... If she was indeed a lich, and you think she was, liches, yeah, they store their soul within an item, and that soul will find its way back to that item. Uh, For you there, uh, Thelonious, you feel like likely Murdoch will appear somewhere here, but he also said that he was like one of the chosen of Azadon, so maybe he'll go to where Azadon is. You're not sure. Okay, so it sounds like we can't promise either of these souls. Right. Donovel. All right. But let's just see if there's another way that sure. he can get power and yeah. I'm I'm willing to throw him a bone to help if we can and flack if we have to. Oh, I say Flack definitely. <laughs> I mean, Flack is, once Flack is free, he's going to become a demon. Yeah. So he can definitely mm. eat Flack. Maybe we just right. let him eat Flack first and see how he feels. So, you guys, uh, uh, you know, break your little huddle, and Annabelle looks over at you. He says, As charming as it is to see you whispering amongst each other and hypothesizing and figuring out the best course of action, investigators. I'm growing rather hungry. Yeah, we know. Listen, we're trying to find the best solution for everybody, including you. Believe it or not, we don't hate you. We we appreciate that you helped us out this entire time, it, 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 mo- some of the time. Um, so we want to we want to try and get you where you want to go, while at the same time helping some people that that we like so we want to try and find a mutual solution for everybody yeah we're, we're going to tell you flat out we we just don't feel comfortable letting you devour again all of these souls except we'll, flat. we'll give you flat yeah, you can totally have flat you can have fact, him all you want in fact i kind of want to watch you eat him right now well investigator uh it does make me feel like you're willing to, you know, play the game, so to speak, if you're willing to let me eat one of them now. He reaches into the handful of chains above him and pulls down, and you see the spectral image of Flack Chimerazon. He has no weapons. He's, you know, in kind of, like, tattered uh, rags, essentially. And he's like, oh, what the hell is going on here? Well, Flack, you're about to be lunch. I don't even know who the hell you are. Yeah, I'm not surprised. How does he he not know who we are? Uh, Make a uh, history check. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yeah, he was drunk. He's not going to remember anything. 
that's a uh, unnatural 20. You're pretty sure Flat Key Marazon was never sober when he ever dealt with you guys. He is currently a soul, so he there is no alcohol he can consume. Yeah, he doesn't know who the hell you three are. All right. Well, I warn Anavel, you know, never mind. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Bon appetit. He reaches into Flacky Marazon's chest, and Flacky Marazon is like, Do you know who the hell I am? And just like his voice is silenced as he becomes this sort of like tiny flame that rests in the palm of Annabelle's hand. And he takes his clawed hand up to his mouth, and the soul just slides down his throat. And you could see power kind of radiate just a bit out of Annabelle. It doesn't seem like such a soul gave him much sustenance or power. It, you see, you're off to a great start. So how about we, we let these other ones go? Because, you know, they've got other places to travel to. Normally, Thelonious, this would be a persuasion check with disadvantage, but because you guys were willing to let him have a soul beforehand, it's a regular roll. Oh, okay. make it a good one. Come on, natural 20. Oh, that's not going to work well. Ah, uh, 12. Anavel kind of shakes his head and he says, Thelonious... If that soul gave me just a bit of power, why would I let the others go knowing that I can consume more and gain more power? Because Fair you point. are a good thing. And I'm currently a demon in the abyss. Try again, Thelonious. Right. Well, so, go ahead. Go ahead. Alice, I don't know what to say. What else could we do for you that would convince you to give us the rest of those souls? If you three were to make a bargain with me as I am now a demon, then I would be inclined to let these souls go. What kind of bargain? Oh, Hannibal Demon Breaker, I would think that you should be aware of what these deals entail. Uh, so we're going to be bound to you, and then uh, we do your will? Is that how that works? You would become warlocks, devoted to me, and I would be your master. And he smiles real big. I don't know, I can't get down with that. Um, <clears throat> well, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't agree to that part, uh, just cause you know, my, my name's Demon Breaker. I'm a Templeton. That's what do we do. We don't, we don't, we don't consort with, we kill demons is essentially what we do. I'm making an exception for you because you know, we knew who you were. We kind of, like I said, we didn't, we didn't like, we didn't dislike you. Do we know if we kill Annabelle, would those souls be released? Uh, you presume that uh, uh, cutting the chains or slaying him would release the souls. How else could we cut the chains? I mean, you would be fighting him, but yeah, you would be breaking the chains, you know, physically, essentially. I, I'm thinking we don't have a choice. 
We're just right. gonna fight him and be done with it. Currently, and, he is talking if, with you guys. Yeah, let's keep chin. Let's just see if we can talk our way out of this for for the time being. We gotta tell him no dice. We're not gonna give ourselves away. He's gotta well, think of another backup. We can. Let's just see what we can come up with here. Let's see. All right. Um. Okay. All right. Well, Anavel, look. E- even if you eat these souls here, you're not going to have enough power to be a demon prince. Trust me. I, I know. I know Azadon. A- Azadon's immensely powerful. He's been around a long time. He's been gaining power for millions of years. It seems like. You know, he's been around forever. For you to rival somebody like him, he's just going to come in. Well, let's say let's say you eat these souls and you you get your little corner of you eat your little corner down here. He's just going to come in and devour you. He's Azadon. He's going to be far more powerful than you eating these few souls that you have here. Uh, you're going to have to gain your power over time, like everyone, like every other demon prince has in the past. That's really the only way to do this. And you don't want to get in on his radar too fast before you have enough power. If you eat these guys, my gut's telling me he's gonna he's gonna see you're in his lair right now. He's gonna see you eat these. He's gonna see you gain this power right in front of him, and he's gonna come after you before you're fully energized. And that's not gonna do anybody any good. And think about it too. As time goes on, more and more bad people will come down that you can eat. You don't want these ones, like Hannibal said, but others will drop in, and then you can go to Chowtown. Uh, Thelonious, uh, go ahead and make a uh, regular persuasion check. Uh, Hannibal, you have a lot of experience when it comes to Azadon. Go ahead and take advantage on that persuasion check. That's a natural 20. And what did Hannibal get? Uh, I had a 24. Uh, Alice, is there anything you want to add while uh, they're swinging things to uh, release, uh, you know, these souls? You know, as they're going, it just seems chaotic. I'm going to stay out and not add a voice to the chaos. Alice kind of hangs back and just wants to see what's going to happen. Uh, Alice, I, uh, if I should call for a perception check because you're hanging back, uh, you'll have advantage on it. Uh, Annabelle thinks for a few moments and he says, Oh, very well, investigators. You raise valid points. The tiny boost in power that I would receive is likely not enough to put me on the level of something like an Azadon. And he takes the chains above his head, pulls them down, and then lets them go. And all the chains vanish, and the souls are free. I... Alice, go ahead and make me, uh, this isn't perception so much as insight, but take advantage on it anyway. And that is a 21. With a 21, for the briefest of moments, you see, uh, like kind of a glimmer of light, and you see Alizontalus and Aldaria hug. 
and vanish away from the infinite layers of the abyss. Annabelle, I want you to know that even though I'm a Templeton and you're currently a demon, I will never be the one to come after you. I appreciate what you did here. I'm not going to pledge my loyalty to you, but if you should need something, you will have one favor from me. He says, oh, good, a favor from one of the investigators. Just what I wanted out of all of this. Well, we kind of have one more favor to ask you. A favor to ask me after I already <laughs> released those souls for you. Well, the three of us, this really isn't our environment. Do you know how we can get the hell out of here? You don't want to stay in Pox Moradon for the rest of your lives. And lovely as it is, I think it's time for us to be going. Yeah, we we don't want to cl- we don't want to crowd your your whatever you want to call this. This, this is all you. We'll, we can take off. Look, and to be honest with you, you're not going to want to stick around here anyway. Azadon's around. You need to go find some power somewhere that's not near Azadon. Trust me on this. Going. You three are not going anywhere. All three of you make a perception check. Alice has advantage! Uh-oh. 28. Uh-oh. What'd you say? Perception? Uh-huh. That's a four. Uh, seven. I... With a four and a seven, you guys look around and you hear Pyralis's voice. Alice, you look over and you see near the helmet to the armor of endless night, dark energy pulses out of it. Bones start splintering together and reforming, and soon there is a skeleton of a dragonborn standing tall who waves her hands and as darkness swirls around her a black cloak of shadows forms and Pyralis is once again standing before you three. Oh good, the helmet was your phylactery. How neat. The armor of endless night is indestructible. I am immortal. I told you I would return. You will never leave this dimension alive. Yeah, we've killed you once before. We'll do it again. You are more than welcome to try. Black and purple energy explodes out of her. All three of you roll insight checks. 26. 13. 10. Between the power she invested into Zach's, or yeah, Zach's as well as uh, uh, Thucydides, taking his memories out, all the power she put into new, this new Arcosian foundry, all the dead she had animated that you fought your way through, the fact that she had that barrier up, the fact that she had a portal going, you think that her power is now where it actually is. 
and it terrifies you to your core. Oh boy. Well, investigators, it does look like we have one last opportunity for our deal to go through, now don't we? And uh, Annabelle picks up the chainsaw dragon tooth sword, puts it over his shoulder, and he says, What say you we have fun? At least until we're dead. I can get down Mine's to that. Up. Let's yeah. go. Pyralis throws her hands back. She is a wizard. You guys know that she has no spells prepared. She only has cantrips. But the amount of power that she exudes is terrifying. Roll initiative. Eleven. Nine. Uh, Twenty-two. Alice is going first. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Thelonious and Hannibal, what did you each have? Nine. Eleven. Eleven for Thelonious. Okay. Alice, it is your turn. About, uh, uh, maybe about 15 feet away from you is Pyralis. Okay. I am... Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to cast a mirror image. Okay. You cast mirror image. Is there anything else you'd like to do? Uh, and then with my movement, I'm going to stay, I want to keep that 15 foot range, but I'm going to try to flank her on the left side. Sure. So you loop around her. And then could I make an arcana check to try to get a feel for what might be coming, what she might be throwing at us? Absolutely. Feel free. Uh, 28. With a 28, you are very sure that she has no spells prepared. She would need an hour to prepare any leveled spells. Things like Fireball, things like Wish, things like, you know, the the uh, the portal. That All that stuff would take time. She only has cantrips that she can cast. Which fills you with a little bit of hope, though the amount of power that's exuding off her is... Utterly terrifying. Cool. Right, that's my turn. I. Uh, that's Alice's turn. Her turn. She holds out her hand and lightning crackles around it. She proceeds to use lightning lure on you, Alice. Uh, go ahead and make me a strength saving throw. Uh, 16. Uh, with a 16, you fail. You're pulled 10 feet closer to her. And uh, uh, let's see. You take... Uh, 20 lightning damage. That sounds like an uncanny dodge if I've ever heard one. <laughs> yes, it does. You duck aside and lightning just blazes past you and uh, melts away at your uh, armor. Uh, she then proceeds to hold out her hands towards uh, you there, Thelonious, and uh, launches a fireball. Yeah, she's still kind of pissed at me, isn't she? Yeah, she's, you know, 
yeah, not not feeling uh, too thrilled about uh, uh, you know what you did before. I uh, she gets a uh, uh, seventeen versus your AC. Hit. Nothing you want to do about that. No spells. Oh, I will use my shield spell. You put up the shield spell, and you think a tremendous amount of fire damage from her fireball blasts into the shield and just waves off of it. Uh, she can only cast two spells a turn. Uh, that is her turn. Thelonious, it is your turn. I'm going to use my level five emulation spell. What saving throw does she have to make? Or is it a, a spell attack? It is a dexterity saving throw, but because I didn't have to use my meta magic on her last go round, I am going to use it this time around and give her disadvantage. And you give her disadvantage. And it is very good you did. She got a natural 20, and then she got a 15. Nice. Give me damage. All right, so she's going to get 8d6. Yep. And um, at the end of your turn, she has to repeat the throw and will take an additional 4d6 each time. Yep. So 8d6. Go ahead and give me that damage. I don't really like these rolls. Um, Are you going to drop more meta magic to uh, uh, re-roll the damage? I only got one meta magic point left, and that is what it could do. Um, you know what? Let's let's go all out. I'm going to use my last meta magic and re-roll that. You launch your immolation spell. It connects into her, and you push more power into the spell trying your best to rack up as much damage as you can on Pyralis. Hopefully this time you uh, roll a little better. Maybe? Nope, one worse, 21. Oh, so 21 altogether? She's doused in flames from your immolation spell. Anything else, Thelonious? Nothing else I... Uh, how far am I? You're about 15 feet away from her. Yeah, I'm going to back up to, like, as far as I can. Was that 45 feet? Uh, just keep an eye on the range of that spell, immolation, so it doesn't uh, mess it's anything It's 90 out. feet. Oh, perfect. Then, yeah. Uh, you back up, uh, so 30 feet, so you're 45 feet away, right? Yep. Hannibal, it is your turn. Okay. Um, do we just, so if I use the dragon slayer, do I get the bonus damage? Cause she's a dragonborn lich. Yep. You okay. would indeed. Sweet. All right. All right. So I have my sword out and my shield out and I am going to get within five feet of her and I'm going to try a trip attack. So, uh, she has to make a strength saving throw. And on a failed save, she's knocked prone. Uh, and she got a 16. She, nope, she had to get a 17. Ooh. 
All right. So I'm also... Well, let's, let me do some text first. We'll see how it goes. Uh, 21. Uh, it's a hit. 18. Uh, that's a hit. 22. Uh, that's a hit. 26. Uh, that's a hit. And then I'm going to use my action surge and hit her three more times. Please do. Uh, 26. Hit. Natural 20. Definitely a hit. And a 28. All of them hit, and one of them is a natural 20. Oh, boy. Grab right. out that uh, calculator and uh, start adding, buddy. All right, I got to think about this. Give me one second here. Plus, I got all the... Wow, plus they're all plus 2d6s. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right, we'll, uh, we'll be back after a brief message okay. from our sponsors. What, what background music? Any requests out there? Uh, well, the Wii Shop Channel music, Four, of course. Seven of those. Plus, all right, hold on. I got to think. I got to think. All right. This drink is going to be gone by the time this, is, this roll ends. I'm happy for you that you got this crazy, amazing attack round, but I'm sad for me because I wasn't anticipating you do this one. Now we're going to switch to some Tetris. Okay, let's those plus... I feel like that song would repeat over and over and over again in this abyss. Yeah. I I think it's uh, uh, it's actually all I want for you, uh, or all I want for Christmas is you. It's just on loop. But like, but I would just bury my head in the lava. But like, not loud enough that like you can actually like try to find some kind of enjoyment from the tune or anything. It's like just raspy enough in the distance, almost like it's from a broken stereo. Terrible. It's like you're in a shopping mall, basically. Like a, an old abandoned Kmart. <laughs> just like uh, an old abandoned Kmart has the pools of acid, the piles of dead <laughs> bodies. I would, I would imagine that abandoned yeah, Kmarts are probably in this level of the abyss. Probably. Okay. You ready? Oh, wait. Oh, almost. Oh. Hold on. One more. Oh, damn. It was coming. Ready? How much? 142. <laughs> you dive in, Hannibal, and just stab away with the sword, and your dragon slayer blade just splinters off bone, and it shards away. And she has no shield spell, because that is a spell she needs to prepare. And she tripped. Oh, and she fell over. Yeah. And do you know what that means? Advantage? For the next person who's... Until she stands up, melee attacks have advantage. Does she have a disadvantage on the emulation roll, too, then? Not necessarily on that. Uh, However, uh, what this means is that you hear a voice come from behind and the revving of the sword, and you hear, oh, this is exactly what I have been waiting for. He has advantage on all his attacks. Uh, He hits. He hits. He hits. And what did I say that sword was? 2d6 plus d12? Uh, Sounds like damage you were taking. Four, 
52. Oh, wait, I actually should have been. I don't want a lot for Christmas. I just something gotta say. Where's my wife? I. <laughs> Annabelle jumps up to her and just takes the, the dragon tooth chainsaw sword and just smashes it into her three times and does about 60 damage. <laughs> Alice, it is your turn. Uh, she is still lying prone on the ground. So, so I vanished. can do, I can do a booming blade and attack with my offhand, right? You sure As could. A bonus action. All right. Uh, wait. That. Yeah, yeah. I think you could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Booming blade. <laughs> Natural twenty on the booming blade. Wonderful. Uh, all right. Uh, Eleven on the other one. Eleven is actually a miss. I'm not sure how you missed with wait, the advantage. You have advantage. Oh wait, I have advantage. Oh, never mind. Hold on. Uh, nineteen. Uh, nineteen is a hit. There we go. <laughs> go ahead Good and call. give me damage. Okay. Add this all up. The silence is deafening. 77 damage. And you stab into her with both your blades and twist them around uh, and just jam down into the uh, ground and more bone shards like shatter off. I can get 10 feet of distance without her getting an attack of opportunity, right? I, uh, with, uh, well, technically she could get an attack of opportunity, but uh, she'd have disadvantage on it because she's prone. Mm, all right, I'm just going to hang tight. I'm good. Okay. Pyralis uses half of her movement and stands up. I am Pyralis. I am immortal. I am the dreams of my people. No matter what you do, the armor of endless night will remain impervious to damage. And no matter what you do, I will rise time and again. And she takes magic into her hands, launches a spell off. You're not sure what that does. And she proceeds to point at you. Thelonious. I didn't give her 120 something damage. It was 143. Thank you very oh, much. Fine. You who stood in her way, who are the blood of her sister's blood, lashes out at you. That's fair enough. Thelonious. It's your turn. What's. Oh, well, actually, first off, give me the damage for. Uh, 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 immolation. Oh, now I roll good. 21. And that was 4d6 that time. 
Thelonious, as she's engulfed in flames, she goes to launch one of those firebolts at you. You have a choice. Do you want to respond in kind with a firebolt of your own? Do you want to launch a different level spell? Uh, because she can only cast cantrips, but you can cast whatever you have. So, okay. I have the only spells I really have left, besides just a couple level one, level two spells, is I still have that ring. Could I use that ring? Against her. I have two spells saved in there. Uh, you could. You could use an action and use the uh, uh, the one of the spells that's in the ring. What spell are you using? I'll use a lightning bolt. Uh, so she has to roll... Uh, Dexterity. Thelonious. You activate the ring. That was from Alizontalus. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and make me a perception check. Seven. With a seven, you think that you hear someone's voice. And it sounds familiar. But the words are so soft and ephemeral that they just sort of melt away before you really even hear them. Uh, Go ahead and make me an insight check. Alice and... Hannibal. Uh, 19. 13. You don't know if it's the fact that her body's in flames. You don't know if it's all the damage she took. You don't know what it was, but as she goes to dodge the lightning bolt, you feel like her body kind of locks up a bit and she's unable to move. And the lightning bolt pierces through the firebolt that she launches and into her. Roll damage for me, Thelonious. So that's full damage? Full damage. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) So many dice you're rolling, they're flying all over the place. That's 33 damage. Her firebolt is dissipated and cannot make it to you. It reduces the damage of your lightning bolt ever so slightly, and it collides into Pyralis. And her body starts turning to dust and falling apart, and she says, I am immortal. I will rise again. I will destroy you three. All four of you. And she glares down at uh, Annabelle, who just sort of smirks and smiles with his shit-eating grin. And her body turns to dust. That's twice, woman. I took your ass out. Arcana? Perception. I... And, uh, insight. Okay, I'll take perception. I'll take it. I'm good. Okay. Uh, unnatural 20 for Arcana. 17 perception. 24 insight. 
With your insight, Thelonious, you sense something horrible. Something beyond imagining has stirred within Pax Moradon. It moves and the very atmosphere shudders and you feel sick to your stomach for just a moment and it passes and then an insatiable hunger fills your gut. You are incredibly hungry and something has reminded you that you are hungry. Your perception check, Hannibal. You look to the sky and realize the first spell that Pyralis casted was prestidigitation. Merely a cantrip. However, she created abyssal runes up in the air above where you're at that says Templeton. Alice, you are standing amidst the pile of armor of endless night and bone dust. Pyralis will rise again with the same strength within a matter of if the previous uh, event is to fill you in, minutes. Many liches will rise up in days. Pyralis's power is that she can rise within minutes. You guys don't have a lot of time to deal with your situation. What would you three like to do? And keep in mind, Annabel is behind you, though he himself is a little bit more smug about the situation and uh, isn't doesn't seem too, you know, you know, he's already a demon. He doesn't have to worry about anything really down here. So, uh, Annabelle, do you know anything about getting out of here? Well, I suppose that we could certainly look into that, but, uh, don't you suppose you should be doing something about the lich woman? Is there anything yes. we can do with that flak tree? Can we throw it in, like, a level of a pool of lava or something? There is a pool of, a uh, lake of acid nearby you. Wouldn't so she come like back acid. in the acid? Real acid? Well, here's the ultimate question. Does does she have protection against the acid? I think it's our only option. Can we can we run a check? What would you like to do to check it? I don't know. I say we just throw it in the acid and see what happens. It's that's the fastest well, thing we can but do. But there's also lava. There's no lava. I mean no, no lava that you see. There isn't. There's only just, acid? Oh, so I guess we don't really have a choice. Unless, was, could we destroy it? There was lava. Uh, back in the new Arcosian foundry, but I mean, we're not going to make it in time. You know, yeah, that's that's you know, that's a long elevator ride. If you even appear right back where you were, could the sword destroy it? Anavel picks up his sword, swings it down onto the uh, helmet of the armor of endless night, and it bounces off. Okay, okay. acid. Yes, we're going with the acid. Who's throwing it in the acid? I'll chuck it in there. Athletics check, if you please. Uh, 14. With a 14, 
you heave it deep into the uh, uh, pit of uh, uh, acid. Are you getting like as much distance as you can, like throwing it as hard as uh, possible? Well, I don't want any acid to like hit me. So, whatever distance it would be that I don't get like a splash effect. Sure. So yeah, the further you throw it away from you, the less it's gonna splash on you. You heave it into the acid, and a moment later, dark energy swirls around. And Pyralis appears in the acid and immediately starts melting. Pyralis looks down. Roll insight, you three. Uh, 19. 17. 13. And finally, Pyralis does not sound in control. Her legs melt away as she looks down at the uh, acid that is destroying her body. And she says, No, no, it wasn't supposed to be this way. I am immortal. There will come a time that I will be back, and you and your progeny will pay the price. Enjoy the acid. And Pyralis needs to prepare her spells in order for her to resist acid damage. And in order for her to prepare spells, she needs an hour. And as soon as she rises from her phylactery, she melts away within moments. And you think that this is about as close to hell as a lich could get. And her red eyes burn into you three. And she says, you will never, ever know a peaceful night's sleep again. And the acid melts her away as the helmet sinks into the acid. What would you guys like to do with the rest of the armor of Endless Night? Ruin the acid. No, we should probably keep it apart. I have a vote for acid, and I have a vote for keep it apart. Thelonious, what are you voting? Is it possibly a bargaining chip for Anavel? She can get us yeah. out of here? Yeah. Anavel does not need the armor to be in control of himself anymore, and he also knows that what putting it on does, and you need the full set anyway. All right, well, it doesn't really matter. Just on- chuck yep. it in the acid then, I guess. It doesn't even need to be in the acid. Let's just leave it. Well, I hear a vote for acid, and then a vote that changed to leave it, and then Alice says take it. What is, you guys need to come to a decision. I would rather throw it in acid than leave it, but I'd rather... Yeah, because I mean, one... is, it, is it possible that a helmet could be remade, and this thing could... Well, no, it can't be remade, because Tytherian's dead, and it was made by Tytherian, so... This armor's useless at this point. But, like, Demon Typherian can't make it or something? <laughs> no, I Typherian's soul okay. is bound to the armor of Endless Night. Right. And, yeah. Then toss it. That's my vote. All right. Acid. You guys all throw the suit of armor of Endless Night into the acid, and it bubbles and hisses. Does not melt. The armor of Endless Night cannot be destroyed by acid. But it does sink to the bottom of this lake. All right. Okay. So how do we get out of here? Well, investigators, it seems to me like you have two choices ahead of you. You can stay here in Poxmoridon 
and join me. Become demons and fight against Azadon's forces for all eternity. Or... Or... If you were to invest some, maybe not all, but some of your souls into me, I would be able to tear open a portal and send you back to the primary plane. What will it be? A third of each of your souls? Or will you stay in the infinite layers of the abyss for all eternity? I hate both of these, but I'd rather get out of here. Yeah. I'll let you guys. So, you what? guys, uh, this is how this works. He needs a soul in order to leave this place. If two of you decide to stay in the infinite layers of the abyss, one of you got to give up your entire soul to Anaval. If you all three go, a third of each of your souls is given to him, and you are all able to escape. Look, there's there's plenty of worse demons we can be associated with. What what entails giving up a third of our soul? Like, what does that mean for who we are if we make it back? I will be in control of a third of your soul. And really what that means tangibly, investigator, is that you will... Hmm, not find yourselves quite as powerful as you had before. There is a price for everything you see, and that third of your soul would be empowering me. I'm, I can get behind that trade. I can too. Yeah. Polonius? Sure. You know what? That was part of our bargain to begin with, wasn't it? I... Anavel kind of uh, wryly sort of smiles. And he puts his hand out and you feel a part of yourselves leave. And he takes three splinters that look like tiny embers and slides them down his throat. And you feel that he gains great power from the three of you. And he puts his sword into the ground and takes his clawed hands and wrenches open reality. And you find a very thin, weak, dimensional portal appear. And as he does that, you see in the distance, there's rumbling. And uh, before the, the large figure that you feel you know is Azadon arrives on the scene, Anelfenchi appears out of the woods and says, well, if it isn't the Templeton again. And he's holding Murdoch Obsidian's soul, who's squirming around and yelling. And he's like, no, this wasn't our deal. I'm one of the chosen of Azadon. Why am I being dragged around like this? And Kuru smirks and says, Oh, you'll get to Azadon in due time, boy. Ah, but I have a score to settle with a Templeton. And Annabelle looks to the three of you and says, Hannibal Templeton, Alice Alsamila, and Thelonious Bloodbane. I'll own a 
part of each of you for all eternity. I don't know that you'll ever really have rest in the end, but don't worry. In my own circle of the abyss, your children's children can hunt me down for a part of each of you to lay you to rest. I'll be waiting for your progeny down here in the infinite layers of the abyss, investigators. Well, Annabelle, it's been a trip. We couldn't have done it without you, but I think it's time for us to go. I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> Sounds yeah. good to me. Annabelle, if you're looking for some power, that Kuru guy over there, take him out. You get Murdoch too. It's like a twofer. It's great. Yes, I had a bit of a score to settle with each of them, now that I think about it. There aren't many things that escape my grasp. Silver platter, my friend. Yep. Annabelle, it's been, been a trip, my friend. There aren't many creatures in this universe that would give a second chance, or even try to give a second chance, to something like me. Farewell, investigators. I don't think that we'll ever meet again. But maybe I'll have fun fighting against your children's children. And he smiles, and you feel like that dark connection that he has with you means something to him. Do you guys jump into the portal? Let's get yeah. out of here. Yeah. And you guys dive into the portal just in time to hear a rumbling, deep, low voice that says, Timberton. And you see the figure of Annavel dive forward with his giant dragon tooth chainsword, splitting both Murdoch's soul and Kuru open. Time passes. And you guys find that you're in a, at a long table in the government district. You three have arrived before anyone else. A few moments pass, and uh, Abraham Goldbeard walks in. And he says, my friends, you look awful tired. And you three do feel kind of tired. And he kind of sits down. A minute or so later, Kibo Freedom Peak walks in. And he smiles at you three and says, Hi, uh, I hope you're all doing well. And he scurries to the far end of the table away from you guys. I... A minute later, Cassius Payne comes in. And she says, Darlings! Oh, don't you look tired. Oh, but don't you worry. I'll be throwing a party at that wonderful uh, little uh, barrel estate, uh, the Mertil Auberge. We're going to be having a party there. I've commissioned him. And she smiles real big. A moment later, uh, Morn Ballantine walks in with Governor Thanemore. And... Uh, Morn Ballantine kind of nods to the three of you 
And Governor Thane Moore seems tired. He doesn't seem enthused about the fact that he is still governor. And he says, uh, All right, let's go ahead and get this meeting started. Uh, the first order of business is to uh, determine funds for the Dragon District. And Morn Ballantine rises and says, I believe that I have given you all the paperwork. Do you all agree, all you counselors, with the provisions I have made in order to improve the Dragon District? Abraham Goldbeard says, Yay. I. Hannibal. As the counselor, for the shipping district, do you vote yay or nay on uh, providing the dragon district with more funds? Yay. Alice, as the counselor of the old residential district, do you vote yay or nay? Yay. Thelonious, what is your vote? Yay. Cassius looks to everyone and says, well, of course I'm going to vote yay. I would always do everything I could to support the Dragon District. And Kibo Freedom Peak kind of stutters, and you think maybe was going to say no. Probably Cassius was going to say no until you swung all the votes. And Kibo says yay, and Governor Thanemore agrees that more funding will go to the Dragon District. And he says... All right, well, let's talk about our next order of business, a replacement for the uh, uh, counselor of the government district. The meeting continues on for some time. The meeting ends pretty late into the evening, and Maxwell Steelbreeze is waiting outside in the hallway, just as he had been waiting outside in the hall at the very beginning of your adventure in Rayburn Falls. And he says, Well, uh, young master, Mr. Counselor, if you prefer, uh, how'd your uh, meeting go? It went fine, you know. Dragonborn's getting, uh, Dragonborn District's getting more money, like uh, like we all thought, hoped they would. And uh, I think things are going to turn around here. And uh, Maxwell is a little bit worse for wear. His limp is certainly not better, and he now has scars from his battle with the demons, uh, you know, within the depths of the new Arcosian foundry. And he has to walk a little slower than you guys, but he keeps up as best he can. And he uh, says, well, uh, I suppose uh, all of you should get some sleep. It seems like the three of you don't sleep uh, that much these days. No. no, not really. And uh, Thelonious, while you plan on swinging by the Red Gorgon Saloon, and while Hannibal is going to head back home to his place with Maxwell, Alice, you see your sister, Ophelia, down the road, waving at you, excited to hear how your day went. And the three of you are excited to be out of the meeting and to have the rest of your day to yourselves. 
But you know that when the evening comes around, and when sleep finally takes you, there is no rest in your dreams. In a horrible dimension of jungles and poison and cannibalism, there lies a lake. And in this lake of acid that bubbles and scalds all that it touches, there is a skeleton that rises every few minutes and curses you. Her red eyes glow within the lake of acid and her mastery of dreams does not give you rest. And that's where we're gonna go ahead and end season two of Moves and Dragons. Thank you for listening to Noobs and Dragons. This show is brought to you by listeners like you. If you wish to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gamezilla media. From there, you'll be able to gain excellent perks, like a behind the scenes show for Noobs and Dragons. We thank you for your patronage.